0: Richard up here again with another interview and today I'm joined by Philip Morgan, the Managing Director of the Network Buying Group. How do you doing, Philip? I'm doing superbly. You? Yeah, very well indeed. Good. Well, thank you for inviting me to join you for one of your member meetings uh, here today. Um, I came in with some preconceptions of what uh, the Network Buying Group and Buying Groups in general are. Uh, I thought they were all about um, uh, maybe just driving down uh, costs on, on products and services that you buy from vendors, but clearly it's a lot more than that. So I will go into why my impressions oh, yeah. of the group. But perhaps if you give us a little bit of background for people who are not aware of the network uh, group, um, what it is, what they do, and what it brings for the members. So um, the Network Buying Group ceased to be a buying group around
1: 2010. Actually, we went through a whole branding exercise and uh network group has been going since nineteen ninety four and uh it's been called NBG for I don't know centuries, millennia uh really. So what happened in uh 2010 specifically is there was a need from a lot of our resellers uh to go away from purchasing. I mean at the end of the day, you and I know Richard, it's only so far down the food chain you can push the price of something. Take this glass, yes. okay? If we import it from China, we can reduce it down so far. So is it Better for somebody running a small business to focus all their energy of trying to buy that more cheaply and only go so far and you hit the law of diminishing returns? Or is it better for us to help each other small businesses to sell more of the glasses so we can make more money that way? So that's what we did. So we are not a buying group anymore. We've part of what we do is procurement and the large contracts that we've got with vendors that are very, very meaningful. Uh, but the two major areas of our business that most people are involved in our community now are uh, because of the relationships and the collaboration. So you've just experienced one of five events that we hold annually, and the other area of our business is the marketing support that we give the resellers to to grow in particular uh, aspects of their business in certain uh, categories or markets they want to uh, execute in.
0: Got it. And so I said about my preconception of what the group was um, and that's radically changed today um, uh, based on what I've seen. The sense of community, the sense of community spirit um, um, from the, the people who are in attendance here, IT solution providers, Tell me a little bit about the type of members that you have in the business, because it's not just IT solution providers, you've also got a retail aspect of things as well, haven't you? That's right, so I'm tasked with growing the group um, at the moment, so we've got just
1: over 50 IT resellers at the moment. Half of them are retailers, so they have a, either a bricks and mortar or an online uh, model, uh, and they supply to end users consumer products then the other half of the group are b2b solutions resellers they probably don't have a retail store and they probably don't have an online model they're solutions resellers that are moving towards managed services more and more as we know the market is going so we serve these two areas in one community and that's a key uh, way that we drive the business forward because if we're dealing with Microsoft, they want to sell us both of the products, aren't they? If we're dealing with Symantec, they want us to sell Norton as well as the enterprise products. So it allows us to have relationships with some of the vendors, but also hit both categories,
0: both as a retailer and as a B2B retailer. That must, must also come with its challenges as well. So you've got a room full of 50-60 sort of um, mixed um, resellers here today, uh, some doing retail, some doing IT solution uh, and managed services. How do you make sure that you cater for uh, the needs of everyone in the room? So there's some things that will apply to any reseller uh, or small business regardless. So
1: the uh, closing talk that we had today was uh, on how we respond to failure and mistakes when they happen. Applies to both areas, whether you're retailer or whether you're B2B. So, what we do in the mini sessions that you experienced in the morning and in the breakout sessions that you experienced in the afternoon, we split both of those groups out into uh, hitting the agenda at the areas of the business that they want to look at. Um, so, today we were covering sales uh, in the mor- in the afternoon session, and we were covering sales. We were actually looking at the roles of the salesperson in the retail environment. I'm looking at the role of the salesperson in the B2B solutions environment. So same topic, but deliver different
0: content in a different way to serve the needs of those resellers. And I actually sat in the sales session for, for B2B resellers and I thought it was a phenomenal session. It was led by your, your colleague David. A um, lot of energy in the room, all the companies sharing in a real open and honest spirit about uh, the successes that have had and the failures of taking on salespeople, lessons that can be learned, things like that. And I think that's when it really drove it home to me, that this community was, you know, so much more than my preconceptions of it, um, that, that the members of the community are quite tight-knit and they are there to help each other succeed. Do the vendors that you engage with, perceive uh, perceive your community in that same way that, that you know it's uh, a lot of members together trying to help one of the growers businesses? Uh, we all know that business is driven forward
1: whether it's a high level or a low level is driven by people and the partnerships that they have. Uh, so we find our role uh, as a group is to enable those relationships. Um, so yesterday you were at the networking event with us um, last night and we had vendors engaged in that. And we invite, we invite our supply chain, so we invite our distribution partners, and we invite our vendors into that circle of trust, Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and so, what we're wanting to do is build deep, meaningful relationships. Because if the vendor and the dis- distributor understand the needs of the reseller, and you can bring that to work at a point where they are all on page, that's where success comes from. But in a fast-moving environment that we are in, uh, the market is changing so quickly. How can you do that when you've got you know fifty odd resellers from all of the all of the UK and the Channel Islands, etc.? So what we do is we enable that by bringing all into one place. So here we are in glorious Milton Keynes on a sunny day, um, but they've flown in from Gibraltar. Jersey Guernsey, being part of this community obligates you to attend, so you don 't get an option of being able to say, "Oh'm sorry if the dogs' well and I 'm not going to come today you 're committed to the community, and that 's what builds the deep, meaningful relationships both with vendors and with each other that 's the biggest one that you experience today yeah. uh, and then when there's good, meaningful relationships with people and you drive those deep, people get honest. And they get honest with their feelings. I'm really, really struggling with this. Instead of what you find in uh, relationships that are on the surface, as people will talk about, oh, that's great, I just secured a 48 grand deal this week or whatever, and it stayed on that level, instead of where the real guts of
0: relationship works is when we're sharing our challenges together and getting through them. Isn't it? And it's so important, isn't it? The amount of people you and I have uh, perhaps bumped in at networking events, how's business going? Yeah, it's brilliant, and then the next week you speak. And they've gone out of business because they're not honest enough, they don't have the relationship to say, really struggling at the moment. So uh, I did notice a huge degree of honesty amongst your members, which was really uh, refreshing. Let's talk about the community side of things. Communities are very difficult beasts to manage as a whole. So you've got your work cut out as managing director, managing this community. I definitely got the sense that uh, the network group um, uh, members almost manage themselves. But talk me, talk me through that process a little bit. What you clearly go for quality as opposed to quantity in the number of members uh, that you have. And do you have requirements for members coming in? You've already alluded to the fact that you know, it's a commitment for people to, to turn up. What sort of things do, for anybody watching or listening to this today, what should they expect as uh, requirements for joining the network group? Um, so, absolutely. There's huge, huge criteria that we're, we're looking for in order to keep the model pure.
1: Um, you, know, you and I have learned some things about culture. Culture is something that you create. It doesn't happen. Um, Yet yeah, you know we 've got to have a clear vision of the future that we want for an organization, and if we don 't create that vision for the future, then somebody else is creating that future for us, and it happens by default. So we take very seriously the type of culture that we 're building here, um, and as we grow it, we need to grow it without losing the bits that work. So in order for that to work, first of all we 're looking for resellers uh, that will work with one another in a collaborative way. So there's not many people that are actually sharers, Richard. You're a very yeah. open guy, and you 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 speak openly about things that work and things that don't work for you. Not everybody's sh- a sharer. Um. So the first key criteria that we're looking for is how does somebody feel about being in a room with other people sharing what they do in their business? In fact, we've had two new resellers join us today, and they've been polled over yes. when they've been in the room and realised, man alive, you know, we had a, a guy from a Leatherhead set, share this morning all of his kind of strategy of what he's doing, and he couldn't believe that he's sharing that. But he's based in Dorset as his new reseller, so he doesn't mind. So one of the key criteria we're looking for is that you're a collaborator, but secondly that you're based no more than thirty miles uh, from an existing reseller. Got So we think that's enough for you to. Have a slight patch that you're, because you will be the trusted reseller in that area. There may be some little crossover, but you know you're not bang next door. So we're looking for a key retailer and a key B2B reseller and a key geographic uh, location. And then when it comes to governance that we're high on, um, I'm afraid to join this group. You must be profitable in three of the last five years. We understand that businesses make investments sometimes um, that will allow them to dip underneath that for taxation and other purposes. We get that. Uh, but you need to demonstrate good profitability in three of the five years, and then if you're a, a retailer, you have to be turning over uh, 800k a year or getting to there. So if you're innovative, uh, we will help you through that process. And for a B2B reseller, you've got to be turning over 1.2 million or more. So believe it or not, that leaves me with, uh, or us as a business, with a very very small number of resellers between geographical area, uh, the collaborative nature of that person. Um, and the other criteria on governance etc. Uh, it means that quite often uh, resellers that want to join us don't. In fact last year um, we turned on 168
0: applications of people that wanted to join us. Wow, wow. So fairly high qualification criteria for resellers to join the group. What about the vendors? So vendors are a big part of the network group as well. Talk me through um, what you look for in a vendor and which vendors you've got on board at the moment. Um, so I can talk, uh, maybe not specifically about certain vendors by
1: sure. name, but some of them I've mentioned uh, earlier in this conversation that you can't afford to uh, avoid. Um, but the strategy of the group is uh, we need to give our customers choice uh, and we use what we call preferred vendor status. So anybody that's uh, running a business of making their own choices as to why they sell whichever particular solution that they have for uh, a vendor. Um, so we say that when we put commercial arrangements in uh with it, say a security vendor, um that the proposition for that security vendor representing the volume that's in our group. So across the resellers that we have at the moment, because we make the criteria high, so our largest reseller is just over 40 million. Um so across the whole uh, estate of network group, we turn over just over 380 million in this small group of people that you've met um, here today. So we expect the vendor to put commercial terms in place that, rec- that uh, reflects that volume uh, within uh, the group. So we would talk to companies like Microsoft, etc. They would give us enhanced commercial terms uh, that reflect that, and that's a name that we can ill afford to avoid. But when it comes to, say,'t know, PC or tablet devices, obviously, there's two or three brands that we can pick, and we would have, say, two preferred suppliers so on laptop. We've got two preferred suppliers um, on that device at the moment, and then we need to negotiate good commercial ch- terms that stand by themselves. So you as a reseller. Um, could turn around and purchase one or two of those brands to give your customer choice and say these are the ones that fit the criteria of our group. They will tend to be not on price; they will be on the overall proposition. So we make no bones in saying that on say uh, corporate PC, that is our uh, Fujitsu and Lenovo, those two brands uh, that we use because of their commitment um, to us. So if you're a reseller, and uh, that was Richard, what we would say we would want you to lead on the Fujitsu and Lenovo brand uh, because it stacks it up because you get better commercial pricing, you're getting support from the guys that you met last night who are senior account managers for these people that wherever you fly in from, you can have a relationship with them and build a partnership and have a good plan with them and you can take it forward. But if you wanted to sell another brand as well, then go sell it if you want to, but you'd be nuts based on the commercial pricing that you get from us
0: on the other two. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. What about resellers? Um, We've talked about a couple of the benefits they get from the group, the community, the relationship with vendors share some of the other benefits that you feel that uh, resellers would get when they join the network group. Uh, So
1: how can you put a value on collaboration and learning? I mean I spent 30 minutes with you last night discussing a few things that I'm just thinking wow you know and you put that to work in your business so I don't know how you value that benefit. It's very very hard to do Um, in terms of marketing support that we do and obviously in, in helping people go to market and enable that, that's very, very powerful. But there's a range of other services in terms of cloud services, infrastructure services that we, we provide as well, as well as lots of um, regular business services, access to legal services in a, in a, a cheap way, uh, access to kind of direct debit clearing systems, There's a lot of other services. Uh, but to be honest, they're not the main reason you would be part of this group. You would be part of this group uh, in order for the collaboration and the learning, so that you can do more better, faster different, uh, you would be part of this group, so you can uh, get access to the marketing that we do, and then the underlying commercial terms that help you compete against other people in the market. Those are the primary reasons. Everything else is bonus. Now, uh, the network group has been going for how long? Uh, so it's been going now in 21st year, uh, but it's a cooperative. Um, so where you talked earlier, just something for me to, to mention: where you talked earlier about uh, the engagement and that bought into um, the organisation. We are a cooperative. So if you were a reseller from Birmingham and uh, you wanted to come and, and join the group, uh, you would join the group. There'd be joining fee that you would pay, and there's a membership fee on a monthly basis. But after three months, what we would ask you to do is, uh, if you like what you see and you want to stay within the group, um, we would ask you to purchase shares within the company. So if you have a look at MBG Limited, online companies house, you will see that it's a company with a list of shareholders who are the resellers. So what that does is gives us ownership. So the way our structure is driven is I drive the mandate of the resellers. So the resellers' mandate is driven from feedback and interaction over what we want to, what we want to be looking at. So for example, the sales event that you were at this afternoon, that's been driven from a need from the resellers that they say this is what we want. Um that's been taken into the exec. There's obviously lots of topics that people have. The exec give direction to us as in terms of the management team, uh, in terms of this is what we want, and then we go away and create the content and you experience it this afternoon. So that's the way it's driven. So that cooperative nature, that you're not a victim to some other person's agenda. Because lots of vendor partner problems are like that. I mean they change every ten minutes, don't they? Yeah. Um, So, being part of a community that you can decide what the future looks like, that's
0: just gone, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I can see why so many of your members are so very passionate about it. That's right. I said I was blown away by the amount of passion, the engagement here, and uh, so all the pieces sort of fit into place when you explain exactly the way the community works. Indeed. Now, you've been an MD of Network Group for four years now? Since 2010 in February, yeah. What have you seen change within the Network Group and the wider IT industry in that time? (laughs) (laughs) just a small question there for right
1: okay yeah so staying away from BYOD and all of this kind of stuff I think okay let's cut to the chase Uh, what is the real challenge we can talk around uh, a lot of the effects that are out there but you know we've just come from one of the come through one of the harshest downturns that we've uh, experienced ever so I think what I've seen happen in the group over uh, the last four years has been us moving from being an organisation to actually being a community, um, and you know where you want to back each other, where you want to support each other, where you want to work together. Um, relationships like that are really, really powerful. I have them in my life. You have them in yours as well with the people that are, are around us. Um, so I think the the biggest change that I've seen in these people. Uh, getting together, watching each other 's backs, supporting each other, because some of the resellers have gone through challenging times and i 've seen one reseller go down and, and, and spend time with another. and in fact, I think at the end of the, the meeting today, uh, you saw one, an announcement being made for stag do for one of our younger partners uh, here it was going and we 've got half the resellers going away to Leeds on a stag. too that 's real meaningful relationship. So I think the biggest thing that i 've seen, aside of all the commercial stuff. Is more meaningful relationships, not in a fluffy, you know, kind of uh, way, but in a real, you know, we're in the trenches together. And I think for us, strength in numbers is our strap line. Uh, and I've seen us, I've seen our numbers grow, but I've seen the strength of what we are as a group get far, far stronger and
0: deeper. And fairly clear to see for just from attending for a short period of time. Yeah. Now, going forward with the group, what do you see as the evolution of the group? Where do you see the group moving forward? And how are you going to adapt to the changes in the wider IT industry? <laughs> yeah. Well, it moves quick,
1: doesn't it? It does, you know. Yeah. So we've seen a lot of, uh, you know, so back to some BI work, uh, bring it on device, uh, managed print services, and the whole managed services wrap. Um, I did an article recently in terms of the way we see the market in the b2 b space going towards devices or MDS managed device services that we think that more and more people will actually want a a wrap so they will want the desktop PC or the server they want the whole thing wrapped up with. AV the managed service security everything in one both for mobile and for all of these devices okay there might be some BYOD element uh, on the more mobile end of it but you know BYOD is not so much on corporate desktop and server and everything but uh, you know I've never seen a BYOD server yet um so we see the market working that way and we see more and more of the challenge in the cloud piece of the vendors Wanting to hold those relationships, and I think I say with caution again to all the vendors, particularly to some of the big ones um, at this moment that are looking in the security space um, and in the application space, looking to take these businesses direct. At Churchill, I think it was said, was it? we're a nation of shopkeepers. I think here in the UK, the SMB channel here in the UK is very, very strong, and I think the vendors will do themselves. No end of harm if they continue on those journeys here in the U.K. For the U.S., it might work and for other places in Europe. So I think those are the changes that we are navigating, first of all, that it moves quickly, and we've got to enable and equip our resellers. And secondly, I think the other thing that I'm uh, challenged with personally and with the executive board is as we get bigger as a group, there are more relationships. And uh, when a community gets larger, the dynamics change. So you know when we're crossing from you know 50 to we've we've gone from 30 to 50 to 70 to wherever we get to uh, the borders of view to get to 100 and we think that the vision uh, of wherever you live in the UK you'll be no more than 35 miles away from a NGIT reseller um, will be fulfilled. Um, so for us to do that to manage a group twice the size, um, I said to you yesterday, leading leaders is like herding cats, mm. and uh, the challenges of a group twice the size is going to be fun,
0: but I'm up for it. Clearly, clearly you're up for it <laughs> and I have no doubt you're going to do really well with it to be honest. So, so thanks for your time today Philip. If for if anybody watching or listening today who thinks Network Group sounds like a good idea and might be able to help their business, how would they reach out to you? How would they get in touch? Absolutely, there several ways. They can go and visit the NBG website at nbg.co.uk
1: um, We've also got Facebook presence and Twitter presence. Um, myself, I tweet about pretty much everything in life, so at uh, Philip M uh if you wanted to, to follow me and I'm keen to take any engagement whatsoever, a phone call, a voicemail, whatever however somebody wants to engage. You know if you're an IT reseller out there uh, and you find it challenging then come and join a pile of people that are really strong working together and we can add value to one another because you have got some of the answers for our resellers to help them go forward and equally they might be able to help you with some of the challenges that you're having as well. So I would just love it, you know, if there's good quality resellers that you fulfill our criteria if you would just drop me a line and uh,
0: get in touch, as long as you can stand my Welsh accent. <laughs> well, Philip, it's been a genuine pleasure spending time long with place. you and your community today, so I wish you all the best and thanks so Lovely. much for your time. Thank you very you Thank much. Just